NBA Strayer. How are you going? Hang on. It is NBA Strayer. It is Thursday, March 3rd, all day. Happy birthday to my uh, buddy Josh. There you go. I think his birthday's March 3rd. <laughs> Should send him a message. Either way, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. For whomstever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in Larry Armour Studios. Back in the uh, Sean Kemp jersey. It's a beautiful day here in Melbourne. Loving it. Anyway. Uh, we're here hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season while repping Australia a bit. Uh, not much to report on that front today, I'll tell you that much. But uh, other news, we're going to get into it all. What, KD's back tomorrow. Devin Booker is out. Got some news on Zion. Ben Simmons is back. Is sore. He's not back. <laughs> and we've got all eight games from today in the NBA Australia. Game wraps. have got uh, That's Not a Knife, Old Mate, No Mate, Spot of the Night, Better Lonzo Ball. We've got Yeah Nas. The unpopular opinion of the day in our back take house, where we're serving up a flame girl take. There's Australian player watch, as mentioned, very quick. And Kiwi Corner, that's what we do on Thursdays in the previews and picks for tomorrow. And a very, 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 very quick diary of Stephen Adams at the end. So, let's bloody well get to it. Episode 766 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Uh, you better, or just the cooked attack, if you're me. God damn. I don't know what is going on. My neck's still fucked. Haven't heard back from the doctor. Ugh, just wiped. Absolutely wiped. So let's hopefully, you know, get through this one. <laughs> we'll do it as quickly as we can. Sound good? Because I'm just rooted. Uh, not sleeping great as well. So, either way, you know, it's what you get on the big jobs. The big jobs being, I don't know. Right, today's show, let's start the way we start every show here with the daily, I believe, we call it a whip around. There you go. Kevin Durant taking off the injury report for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, so that means he can play Miami tomorrow. That's kind of fun. I'm excited. It's one of those things, KD, every time he comes back from an injury... A, you feel nervous because we've seen him before come back from an injury and then tear an Achilles or a knee, doing all this crazy shit. Uh, but at the same time, when he has come back from injury, he's also looked fucking amazing. So fascinating to see how that all uh, rolls out for the rest of this season with KD. Obviously, Kyrie too. No news on that front. Uh, and Ben Simmons. There we go, Ben Simmons. Oh, fucking 40 chin himself, Brian Windhorst. Rich Paul told me uh, on the weekend that Ben's now week to week. Not close. They didn't even know he was going to be back in March. So we're definitely not going to see him in Philly. I still reckon they say week to week to week. And then he's back for that, what was it, March 16 game against Orlando in Orlando? <laughs> but that's just going to be fun because then we'd have Mark L. Fultz versus Ben Simmons. Either way, so that sort of sucks for Simo. I want him back. I want him playing. thought about buying the Squid of Simmons... Uh, Nets jersey, but then I didn't really want to do it to him, you know what I'm saying? Uh, right, other news. Devin Booker was out today with the COVID protocols. Now, remember the uh, NBA's COVID protocol is pretty short now. Uh, five to seven sort of day. Just check in. Hopefully he's all right. Uh, I'll talk about him again later. Zion. We've got a bit of an update. And it's actually good news, which is kind of nice. Zion is showing improved bone healing in his foot. Uh, and I... Just the wording of it is amazing. He'll gradually progress to full weight-bearing exercise and basketball activity. Yeah. 
<laughs> this is what I, yeah, the bone might heal if you just sit on the fucking couch for three months, like Zion just has. Oh no, I'm rehabbing. I'm rehabbing. Zion, is it? Can I hear you eating chips? No. <laughs> Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo is expected to make his debut for the Heat this season. Uh, next week, the Heat are going to have an extended homestand, so we get to see some Victor. It's going to be fun. I don't know he's out there releasing R&B records, and then we never see him play again. Uh, but we have seen a couple of dudes like this, right? Like just having just fucked up quad injuries. It can really, really, really fuck up careers. And Oladipo, I mean, holy shit, the dude was all NBA like a couple of years ago, and then boom, just gone like that. Incredible. Uh, Jalen Brown, Boston Celtics forward. Uh, Ime Udoka, the Celtics coach, said that Jalen Brown's unlikely to play tomorrow in an absolute barn burner of a game, Boston-Memphis. Uh, but he's likely to be day-to-day. I like that he said unlikely. It's like, yeah, shit, he's got a bit of swelling in his ankle. But the fact that it's like unlikely and only day-to-day, uh, he's going to be evaluated in the next couple of days, nothing long-term. That's awesome. Great news on Jalen Brown. Happy with that. Uh, and one of my favorite things that Ben Simmons thing is saying week to week. I mean, how's your spelling on week? I'm just saying. <laughs> right, let's do some game raps. Game raps, 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 game raps. Charlotte, as predicted on this here program yesterday, beat Cleveland. Cleveland! 119.98. Darius Rucker, Judy Garland came back, but the Hornets were on fire. This was a really fun game because, I'll tell you what, not a giant amount of defense from Charlotte. Didn't matter because they just outscored Cleveland. And uh, Cleveland's offensive sort of coherency was just sort of not there at all. They got run over. Uh, they're down 22 in the third quarter. JB Bickerstaff got booted. Uh, <laughs> just kept screaming, that's some bullshit. That's some bullshit at the refs. Uh, Cheddar the Jedi got cooking a little bit, but it was way too little too late. Like, Lamello barely played this because of fair, foul trouble, but it was just tel- Terry Rausay and Kelly Oubre smashed him. So it was nice to see Isaiah Thomas back as well. Kept going. After he scored his first bucket, he's like, oh, I'm Isaiah Thomas, motherfucker. So it's fun to see him back. And, the, like, I don't know, there was like a little Cavs run late. And the Hornets just shut him down again and ran away with it. So good result for them. Uh, the Cavs, look, this is a bit of a uh, tough stretch for them at the moment. Because I'll tell you what, like, in terms of the vibes that we had on Cleveland. That's right. Cleveland! Where, you know, top four was pretty bang on. They're now 36 and 26. And the coherency has kind of just gone a little bit out the window. Mobley's slowing down the rookie wall maybe a little bit. They'll have to work Garland back in. Their lack of guard play is pretty fucking obvious at this point. But, oh, well, that was a good win for Charlotte. They desperately needed that one. Uh, anyway, for the Cavs, Darius had 33. Go the throw, Jared Allen had 11, and, uh, 11 rebounds, 18 points. But only 9 and 5 on 9 shots for Mobley. And 12 points on 2 of 6 shooting for Larry Markin. And that's a girl's name. Uh, the bench had very little impact as well. Kevin Love was 7, Chet Owen 9. Uh, the Hornets, meanwhile, couldn't miss from downtown. 17 to 34 from 3. They smashed it. Rose went 5-9 from downtown. He had 29 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. That's a bloody good game. Lamella only played the 8 minutes with foul trouble, and uh, which is pretty crazy to think about. Like, that's a lot of foul trouble. And then, like, wait, he doesn't have to keep playing because we're smashing them. Kelly Oubre at 19. He went 5-11 from downtown. So the two of them went, what, 10 of... 20 from 3, Rose and Ubre. You love that. Miles Bridges at 15, 7, and 6. PJ, Hamilton, Washington. Perfect. 5 of 5 from the floor. 2 of 2 from 3. 12 points. Love that. 
And Isaiah Thomas, 10 points for the little guy. Shot four of 11 for his 10 points. Classic Isaiah Thomas. He was a minus five as well in a game that they won <laughs> by 21. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, Cleveland, as mentioned. Cleveland! 36 and 26. Now, Charlotte, 31 and 33. They needed that one. I'll tell you that much. Needed it, bro. Because, look, the Cavs, with that loss, they slip, they're back down in fifth. Uh, the Bucks obviously winning today helps them immensely. Meanwhile, Charlotte, you know, look, they needed to make up some ground, maybe to, uh, you know, force Brooklyn to freak out a little bit. They're only, you know, one and a half games back, but good win there because Aika hit a shot, uh, Atlanta behind them in 10. So good win. Indy came back from a huge deficit, down 14. Uh, actually, yeah, might have been 16, I think. Um, El Presidente Malcolm Brogdon just led the way. This was a huge win for the Pacers. They win at 122-114 in Orlando in overtime. They were getting run out, and then bang! Huge comeback in the fourth quarter. El Presidente Malcolm Brogdon had 13 in their fourth quarter. Outscored them by 16 to get a lead right at the end. Then Mo Bamba out of nowhere ties it up. We go to fucking overtime. And then overtime, Cyrus Halliburton just goes, right, fuck it, let's do it, boom, uh, wins the game. But I'll tell you what, this is one of those things where you're watch the, watching this game, and you're like, this is wicked fun. And I kind of mentioned this in the uh, preview yesterday. Like, I picked uh, Indy, plus one and a half. But I think I mentioned the fact that both of these teams are just weird and kind of janky and kind of fun. Like They've got good players. You've got Brogdon, Halliburton, Heald, Jalen Smith. You've got Franz Wagner, Mo Bamba, Wendell, Ask Cole, Suggs, Fultz. Like, it's just kind of fun. And, like, this is, like, two of the three worst teams in the East at the moment. Like, that's awesome and so weird. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was kind of fun, kind of cool. Uh, enjoyed this game. Uh, from the Magic Men, Franz Wagner, hello, had 28 points, uh, 19 and 12 for Mo Bamba, 13 points, 18 rebounds and 5 assists for Wendell. I love Wendell Carter Jr. It's just the second coming of Al Horford. Uh, ice Cole! Anthony kept up his Ice Cold uh, run here of late. 11 points on 4 of 13 shooting, 0 of 4 from 3. Nah, man, I didn't hurt my thumb in the dunk comp. I really hurt it. It's fucked. 14 for uh, Jalen Suggs. Shot 6 of 15 for those 14 points. And Fultz was good again. 15 minutes again for the former number one pick. 11 points, 2 assists, 3 rebounds, shot 5 of 6. Love it. Uh, for the Pacers, though, Brogdon, 31, 11, and 8. What a game. As mentioned, 13 points in that fourth quarter. Led the charge. He was awesome. Tyrus Halliburton with 21 points, 6 assists, 3 10 from downtown, 3 steals as well. Heald had 17. Uh, Jalen Smith had 15 and 15. 15 points, 15 rebounds. Remind me again why the Suns hated Jalen Smith. <laughs> it's so weird. He had a steal and a block as well. Isaiah Jackson was 16 and 7 as well. It's a, uh, I don't know, whatever. Orlando were 15 and 48. India 22 and 42. But tell you what. Fun, fun teams. Tell you who's not a fun team. The New York City Knickerbockers of New York City, 108. They lose in Philly, 123, after being up massive. There was a 26-point turnaround, um, what, in the third quarter, and it was hilarious. Because the Knicks had control of this game. They were smashing them. And then they weren't. <laughs> That's pretty much how it went. It was wild because, I don't know, basically the Sixers pulled back on the... Uh, Horrible turnovers in the first half. Like, they were up 16. 16 in the second quarter were the Knicks. And I think, what, still up nine or whatever at the half. And they were cruising. 
And then the lead was gone halfway through the third quarter. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Um, well, the thing that happened was that the three started dropping for the sixes. Maxi was cooking. Harden was cooking. Uh, yeah, the turn... Like, RJ Barrett was the only Nick doing pretty much anything. And they never really even threatened them late. Like, Maxi was just crushing it. And the two-man game of Harden and B just... It ruins teams already. We're three games in, but like once they get into a bit of rhythm, they find each other, they find other shooters like Niang and Danny Green and stuff. They just fucking eat. It's crazy, and they rolled from there. So Philly, feeling good. Like There were moments when New York were kind of like, oh, no, we might sneak back into this, and Philly were like, no, you're not going to. Embiid would smash into three, Harden would just get a bucket, Maxi would just do something, whatever. Pretty crazy. For the Knicks, RJ Barrett, 30 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. He was good. Randall, 24 points, came on 21 shots, 0-2 from downtown. Fournier, don't Google me, Evan Fournier, 1 of 8. Gross, Alec Burks, 2 of 11 for 9 points. Alec Burks had 11 field goal attempts. That's as many as Cam Reddish, ain't no stopping Obi Top, and Jericho Sims and uh, McBride combined. Ugh, so gross. Uh, IQ at 11 off the bench. The other Mitch Robinson at 10 and 7, but the Knicks just had no answers for Philly. Embiid, 27, 12 and 4 with two blocks. He was incredible. He went 11 to 13 from the free throw line. Harden goes 8 of 10. That's a lot of free throws. 19 to 23. And then, of course, even Maxi goes 7 of 8. Harden had 26, 9 and 9. He's crushing it. Maxi with 25. Matty T hit a couple of threes. You'll have to see that. 10 points, 3 blocks for him. 14 for Tobias Harris, a.k.a. in the perfect role for Tobias Harris, overqualified fourth banana. That's great for Tobias Harris because Maxi's crushing it. Danny Green and George Niang also hit a couple of threes. They went 17 to 36 from downtown as a team, shot 52%. Uh, 10% better than the Knicks did. <laughs> Six straight losses now for the Knicks, 25 and 37. Sixes, 38, 23, feeling good. Uh, the new big three of Embiid, Harden, and Maxi averaging almost 85 points in their three games together so far. Utah outlasted Houston 132-127 in Houston in overtime. This game was nuts. The Jazz were going, what, they're up 10 going into the fourth? Still up for most of them out of nowhere. Jalen Green's hitting and ones, and it's tying the game. There was a great moment right at the end. Donnie Mitchell drives, falls over, still manages to find Mike Conley in the corner, hits the go-ahead three. The Jazz are up, what, 117-114, 8.3 seconds left. Bang, Christian Wood at the buzzer. It's a massive three. Tied. We go to overtime. Uh, but Utah hold them off in overtime thanks to Conley just being cool as shit. And, uh, yeah, they scored a lot of points in the overtime. Like, it was pretty crazy. It was like 15 to 10, I think, in the uh, overtime. So, But Utah were just out executing Houston. Look, I mentioned on Friday's show, last Friday's show, the seven things I don't care about the rest of the season. Houston, one of them, this is exactly why. It's like, yeah, they're kind of fun. There's just no rhyme or reason to any of their games. Christian Wood had 24, 10, and 5 with four steals. Goes 4 or 7 from downtown. Jalen Green had 27. Pretty crazy. He's had the least amount of touches for any rookie in the top five, which is crazy to think about, the number two pick. 11 to 16 shooting, 4 or 9 from deep. He had four assists, four turnovers. Classic. Uh, 16 and 12, that's assists for KPJ, Kevin Porter Jr. Got a haircut too. Uh, 20 for Kenny Martin Jr. off the bench. Donnie Mitchell ends up with 37 points, 10 assists for the Yaz. It's a soft J. Rudy Gobert, I shall give you the corona. 27 and 17 with two blocks. He was awesome. He shot 12 of 14 from the floor. Unbelievable. 15 and 8 with four steals for Mike Conley. Had 13 points in the fourth quarter in overtime. Boyan had 18. Jordan Jeremy Clarkson with 14. And uh, look, Utah, that's an escape. 
if you'll ever see them on. They're now 39 and 22. Houston, 15 and 47. And uh, they've lost 11 on the trot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Miami lost in hilarious fashion against Milwaukee. It's a gonkin for the good land. It was today. 120-119 in Milwaukee. What a game. This was like an absolute fucking just display by the heat for, what, 95% of the game? And then in the last sort of four and a half minutes, it all came tumbling down. Butts were struggling big time, but it didn't matter. Like, Tyler, there goes my hero. He was going off. Gabe Vincent and Duncan Robinson couldn't miss from three. And there was so little the Bucks could do about it. It was kind of worrying. And then Giannis sort of just got a little bit cooking in the fourth. He's like, fuck it. Let's not lose this one in horrible fashion. Oh, they're up 16, I think. And it's just like, oh, shit. Um, they pulled it all the way. Well, they pulled it back. And Giannis is like rumbling through triple teams and dunking and all this sort of crazy stuff. Very, very fun. And then suddenly... Portis and Holiday hit a couple of shots. It's an eight-zip run. The backs are within, Bucks are within striking distance, down seven. Giannis keeps attacking. It's only a two-point game. One and a half minutes to go, but Tyler Hero hits a huge mid-ranger. They back up four. They trade some buckets. Still up four. Then they get a steal with 20 seconds left. And Miami just shitting the bed in the last 30 seconds of this game is still bonkers to me. So the Bucks are like, well, we're not going to foul. We're not going to foul. We're not going to foul. Oh, fuck. we got a steal. Middleton pull up three. Bang. Down one. And you're thinking, all right, we go free throw game from here. Nope. The Heat can't inbound the fucking ball. There's like a tie-up with uh, Giannis and Jimmy Butler with 9.9 seconds left. Unbelievable. Giannis wins it. Drew Holiday gets the ball, goes right at Gabe Vincent, gets the runner to go off the glass. Bucks go up win, up one. Tyler Hero chucks a big long one. Nowhere close. Unbelievable. A 14-point heat lead gone. A 21-6 run to finish it. Incredible scenes there for the Bucks. What a game. The Heat went 21 of 44 and threes and lost. It's insane. Hero had a 30 piece. He shot 11 to 21, 6 of 10 from three. Bam had 18, 12, and 4. Dunkey Robertson goes 5 of 7 from 3 for 15. Gabe Vincent with 21.6 assists, 5 of 11 from three. Caleb Martin with 12. But Jimmy Butler, I'll tell you what, that was a yeah. Uh, as a rough one for Jimmy because uh, he went 2 of 14 in his 35 minutes to Jimmy Butler. Six points. Six. I mean, he got jumped on by Giannis with that last ball, but either way. Crazy stuff. No one could really... Look, Hero shook free. Martin shook free. Struce couldn't get anything too really drop. He was 3 of 9 for his 8 points, but Butts just struggling that big time. It was pretty crazy. We'll talk about that again later. The Bucks, meanwhile, Giannis with 28, 17, and 5. Just what an insane line. Two steals, a block. Middleton, 26. He goes 4 of 8 on threes, including that insane one right at the end. And Drew Holiday, 25, 6, and 11 as well. 8 of 17, shooting 3 of 8 from 3. That big, 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 big bucket to win the game. Bobby Portis fighting. Bobby Portis fighting around the world. 15 and 7 on a couple of blocks. Grayson Allen at 9.7 rebounds. Only 17 total bench points. But, man, we got Giannis, Midi, and Giroux playing that well. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Miami now dropped to 41 and 22 after that. And the Bucks are back up to 38 and 25. It's a big win. The Pelicans steamrolled Sacramento 125-95. They got a lead at the half, and then Spindles, CJ, and Jonas ran right over the top in the third and the fourth. Held them to 34 points in the second half and scored 60 themselves. Um, that's how you win a game. <laughs> Hold the opponent to 34 in the second half and score 60 yourself. You'll win most of those games. Uh, the King shot 39%. Darren Fox had 25, Suvlaki King 15, 14, and 7, 19 for Harrison Barnes. No one else did shit. The Pelicans shot nearly 60%. 
out-rebounded by 12. They had 30 assists. It was awesome. They crushed it. Spindles was great. 33 points, 15 of 19 from the floor, 6 assists as well. 17, 6, and 9 for CJ McCollum. 17 and 14 for my name is Jonas Valanciunas. Herb had 14 with 2 steals and 3 blocks. He's a menace. Jackson Hayes had 13, 7, and 4. And Najee Marshall off the bench had 17. Just... I love the Pelicans at the moment. They're so much fun. And you knew that Spindles was going to take a little while to get used to playing with CJ. And tell you what, he's been filling in the gaps, and then he went off today. It was awesome. Sacramento, 23-41, and 41, embarrassing times. Pelicans, 26-36. OKC! Okay, ah, oh, called it! Told you. I thought they'd uh, cover our 12.5-point underdogs. They beat Denver by 12. Incredible. 119-107. OKC can hang with anyone. They go into Denver... From out of nowhere in the third quarter, Baisley and uh, Roby hit five threes between the two of them. Vit Krejci hit a couple as well. And they punked the Nuggets. Like, they came from out of nowhere. Big lead. Then, boom, Nuggets get the lead back. Then they go back down 10 to the Nuggets, pull it back to one. And the Thunder just ran over the top in the fourth quarter. Like, Shy went right. Shy read a Gilgis Alexander. He went, right, fuck it. Minute and a half left. Eight-point Thunder lead. Bang. Hits a three. Game over. He had nine points in that fourth quarter in only six minutes. Uh, meanwhile, Joker went, what, for two points? One or three from the floor? Just incredible. The weirdest, wildest thing about this game for the Nugs at home is that there was one made three by their starters. One. Their starters went a combined one of 25 from downtown. That is insane. One of 25 between them. Joker goes for 22, 16, and 4. Bones Highland goes 5, 6 from 3. Bring your mum's best mate, Forbes, goes 5, 11 from 3. But the only starter to hit a 3 was, I th- believe, Aaron Air Gordon, which is crazy because it's like he's the worst. Through- oh, no. Yeah, it was Aaron Air Gordon. He went 1 of 7. Jeff Green goes 0 of 1. Wilder Thrillbarton, 0 of 9. Joker and Monty Morris, 0 of 4 each. That's just incredible. Absolute scenes. Uh, meanwhile, the Thunder shy. He goes for 29-7-5. Did have seven turnovers, but you get them on the big jobs without Josh Giddy, who's still out with his hip injury. Roby had 26. He was awesome. Four or five from downtown. Seven rebounds, five assists, a couple of steals. Tree man had 13, 12 for Baisley. But the thing is, like, off the bench for the Thunder, you've got Teo Maladon and uh, Vic Krejci, both with nine points. But then Lindy Waters, the third. Lindy. That's right. And Olivier Saar had six. They both had six. That's insane. It's like, who who are those dudes? I don't even know. That's incredible. Anyway, Denver now 36 and 26. OKC, big win, 20 and 42. And finally, the last game of the day, Phoenix kicked their shit out of Portland, 120 90. Uh, yeah, just fucked them up in the second quarter and just never looked back. Like, without Devin Booker, without Chris Paul, the Blazers. Sure, they're starting Drew Eubanks, Elijah Hughes, Josh Hart, Anthony Simons, and uh, CJ Ellaby. But still, <laughs> it's a bit brutal when the Suns are out there. Look, at least the Suns still have crowded Bridges and Aiton, and it sort of showed. So tough one for the Blazers. They just got fucking shelled. Uh, 11 points for Anthony Simons, 4 of 10 shooting. He could never shake loose. Uh, 13 for Eubanks, 13 for Trendon Watford. Nice little story about him. Uh, that was kind of it. Like Hart had 12, 10, 4, and 4. Yeah, nothing to write home about for the Blazers fans. They shot 38% and uh, looked pretty brutal in the, uh, in the undertaking of it as well. Like, Keon Johnson was... Uh, talk about spuds of the night. Like, oh, of six, I believe, in that. 
Anyway, not great. Uh, for the Suns, Crowder had 15, Bridges 15, 18 and 8 for eight, and uh, Campaign back into the starting lineup, five points, eight assists. Came back at exactly the right time. Sham Wow had a dunk there at 12 points. 20 for Cam Johnson off the bench, going four or five from downtown as well. Good win for the Suns. Uh, the Blazers are 25 and 37 now. The Suns 50 and 12. Unbelievable. You love to see it. And let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Got a couple of options for you. How about just the big three? Embiid, Harden and Maxi, 27, 26 and 25 respectively. Donnie Mitchell, 37, 10 and three steals. Uh, they, you know, it was a tough, ugly win in Houston, but they've won nine of their last 10. Or Jeru Holiday with the, and the combination, or if you want to go with big three, you've obviously got, the three that I mentioned from Philly, but how about obviously Mil- Millie Walker's three of Giannis with the 28, 17, and 5, 26, 4, and 3 from Middleton, including that big pull up three that got him within one. And then, of course, Drew Holiday, 25, six points, uh, 25 points, six rebounds, 11 assists, and the go ahead bucket where he just ran over the top of, uh, was it Gabe Vincent? Like, that was incredible. Like, he just went right at him. So, that's a hell of a performance. I kind of want to give it to Juru Holiday. Like, the way the Sixers just, like, curb-stomped the Knicks was awesome. Donnie Mitchell did a little bit of everything. But Juru Holiday and the Bucks that was an incredible comeback. Like, that game was dead in the water in the fourth quarter. And boom, they got there. And it took all of them as well. So, there you go. Dealer's choice, whoever you want. The Sixers' big three, the Bucks' big three. Donnie Mitchell, off you go. Take your pick. I'm going to lean with the Bucks. Spud of the night, though. Spud, 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 of the night. Evan Fournier, don't Google me. One of eight from the floor, 0 of five from downtown. One of nine for Dwayne Washington, 0 of three from three. Yeesh. How about Jimmy Butler? Mention him, two of 14 from the floor. Brutal. 0 of three from downtown. And Will the Thrill Barton, one of ten. So I just mentioned one of nine for Dwayne Washington. Will the Thrill went 0 of 9 from downtown. Yeesh, that was just brutal. And uh, look, Will the Thrill giveth, Will the Thrill taketh. And uh, today he taketh home the Spud of the Night Award. Old Mate No Mates. 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 Who's got No Mates today? Zion. As soon as any news comes out about him, you're like, oh, that's kind of nice. Like, the bone is healing. And then just, as I mentioned earlier, like, the way they worded it, it's like, do you have to say weight-bearing? Ah, fuck. Now we're all going to make jokes. (laughs) I've already made my joke about him eating chips on the couch for four months, but fucking hell. Uh, So, yeah, Zion, definitely old mate, no mates, because it feels like, when the Pelicans didn't have Zion on their uh, season ticket email, etc., it's like, oh, fucking hell. Here we go. He's getting traded. And uh, now they're dropping weight-bearing phrases in <laughs> his fucking injury updates. <laughs> that is definitely all mate, no mates vibes. Uh, pantsing of the night. Very fat, 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 very, very fat, fat. Oh, a couple of good pantsings today. JaVale McGee got some nuts in his face from Greg Brown the third, the rookie, who also put his leg up on JaVale's fucking head. Like, he's just, like, trying to swing up under there and just, like, really just teabag him. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty gnarly. And JaVale's like, fuck out of idiot. Jimmy Butler got Giannis absolutely euroed. It's like, yeah, nah, that's the garlic sauce. So get that out of here, Jimmy. 
And Matisse Tybel, I absolutely love, there was a great little moment in that Nick Sixers game where Matty T's like, eh, fuck you, RJ Barrett, and just hassled him. He blocks his shot, and then, like, RJ gets the ball back, and Matty T just kept harassing him, and RJ Barrett just went, fuck it, and just, like, <laughs> bounced it off his own leg out of bounds. And, like, Matty T's like, he just sort of shrugged and walked back down the court. It was awesome. That was just an absolute fucking masterclass of fuck you-ness from Matty T. Loved every second of it. So there's a bunch of pantsings. And finally, who is better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, repeat, better than Lonzo Ball offender, Franz Wagner. Hello. 28 points for the Orlando Magic Man. Uh, six rebounds as well. 10 of 18 shooting. Four of six from downtown and four of four from the free throw line. So there's like a reason that Orlando are kind of fun. And a lot of it is like there's sometimes that you sort of look around and go, wait, how do we stay in games and how do we make these games interesting? Well, if we just have somebody who can score some points when we kind of need them, that'd be good. And Franz Wagner, hello, is that exact dude. He was awesome today. I watched a bunch of that Indy Orlando game, and he just sort of pops off, and he's just like, holy shit, here he comes. But the problem is they lost. But at the same time, that's good, because they're tanking. Right, Yanaz, right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 All right, let's do some Yanaz there. Brought to you by the DailyLiquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, tell you what, it's beautiful out there today. Better jump on the dailyliquor.com and stock up on all the booze that you need, all the beers, wines, cocktails, everything. Boom. Don't go to the bottle and get the Omicron. Bring the bottle to you. Rona free. Everyone will be, every, it'll be all delivered to your door. Off you go. Did I just do a yibida, yibida, yibida? Jesus, Rex Hunt. Uh, either way, if you go to the dailyliquor.com and you bang in the code STRAYA, you get a free six-pack of the amazing Dos Blocos XPA. One of the great drinking beers going around. So check it out. This is for the Melbourne metro area. You get same-day delivery before noon. So smash the dailyliquor.com right now. Bang in that code, Straya, and get a six on your mate, Jimmy. How good's that? Be over 18. Drink responsibly. Right. Yeah, Nas, number one. And this is where we take a bunch of NBA storylines, lines, decide whether more yeah, more nah. Uh, there's a great one. Basically, LeBron's like, until you stomp me out, cut my head off, bury me 12 feet under, we have a chance. Is LeBron right? Yeah, nah. I mean, history suggests, yeah, LeBron's right. Like, it doesn't sort of matter where they're seated. They're just going to be fucking tough. But at the same time, like, I just can't see it this year, right? The, the problem is the way this team is constructed around him, it's like not the best way to build a team around LeBron and AD for them to even have a chance, right? So... So when LeBron says we have a chance, it's kind of like, yeah, you might think that, but you are LeBron James. You do have Anthony Davis. Technically, I guess you do have a chance at doing something, but I think after that offseason, the underappreciated sort of aspect of uh, the notorious KCP, Caruso, Kuzma, etc., um, even Montrez, like you just had dudes who knew how to play, 
They were interchangeable. They were switchable on the perimeter, like in the case of KCP, Caruso, and Kuzma. And they sort of replaced them with, like, small dudes like Malik Monk or Bazemore or Wayne Ellington or Austin Reeves or old dudes like Wayne Ellington, Mallow, Cook dudes like Ariza. Like, shit, like, even all the other players they replaced them with were shit, like Rusty Westbrook. So... I mean, you'd think you'd probably give them a bit of a puncher's chance, but, like, it'd only be a puncher's chance if at any point in the season the Lakers would look like a vaguely coherent fucking team. And, like, none of that has happened because it's a mishmash of horrible, horrible, horrible players who just don't fit well. So if the players around LeBron and AD made more sense and could actually play even a fucking hint of defense and hit some threes, then you'd think that they'd have a chance, but they can't. So... You kind of can end up landing on nah. Ugh. Uh, should ESPN give up on having a studio crew and just hire me to do their in-game shit? Uh, yeah, nah, yeah. Holy shit. Their ca- countdown between game stuff is uh, fucking brutal. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Ugh. It's like everybody's trying to replicate inside the NBA, but none of the sort of uh, crews have anywhere near, like, the report of the rapport of Chuck, Kenny, and Shaq with Ernie there as well, right? And holy shit, you can just have me yelling at a camera. It might be a little bit more fun. Uh, I've got one from I Am Matty S on Twitter. Yeah, nah, are NBA commentators talking heads and podcasters cowards <laughs> for avoiding the stem cell conversation? If I hear one more, how is LeBron doing this at his age bullshit conversation, my head will explode. Yeah, nah. Well, the problem is, like, it's just fucking hard to prove. And if I sit here and go, well, I can't believe that LeBron's doing this at age 37. It's remarkable. Like, it's almost with the understanding that he's probably doing some fucking janky shit on the side, probably. But we just don't know. You know? It was the same thing when Kobe goes to uh, Germany for his weird fucking knee stuff. And he's like, oh, I'm pretty good now. It's like, oh, nothing sus. Uh, but yeah, there's obviously some janky shit going on. It's like, oh, nah, man. Oh, hyperbaric chamber, man. Uh, plant-based diet, bro. <laughs> like, fuck it, hell. So it's a bit tough. Last one. Are the Bucks Jimmy Butler's kryptonite? Yeah, no, nah, I think they are, right? Yeah. They absolutely fucking shut him down today, just like he got shut down in their first round series last year. I don't know if you remember that. He shot, what, 29% for the series? And I just feel like the length and size that they can throw at him. Uh, from Giroud, Mitty, Giannis, even just like the size of Grayson Allen's, like, you know, and it sort of fucks him up and it just had him sort of all discombobulated. It has me just a little bit hesitant now about the heat in the playoffs. Like, if they somehow meet what? If this ends up being like a 2 3 series or something like that, fucking hell, I do not like the heat if Butts can't do anything. And especially with Kyle Lowry, big Buddha Kyle Lowry is out for personal reasons at the moment. Yeah, not ideal. Unpopular opinion of the day. Having said all that, for everything going on this year, right? Oh, Simo for Harden, Embiid, MVP. This is going to be awesome. For everything that's crazy and awesome going on, I still think it would be cool as shit if we got a rematch of Phoenix-Milwaukee in the uh, finals, right? You know I fucking love narratives. It's how I remember shit properly (laughs) and easily. And rematches are awesome in the finals because we get to know all the players pretty fucking intimately and it's great fun. I mean, how awesome was it to sort of think back and go, Shit, yeah, Cleveland versus the Warriors for, like, fucking four years was rad. 
So, yeah, it'd be kind of nice. Phoenix, Milwaukee, they also kind of look like two of the... Like, Milwaukee have been a bit janky, yeah. But Phoenix are just a juggernaut. Either way, Outback Takeouts for today. It's Thursday, and Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, two-for-one blooming onions. No prick in Australia knows what the fuck these things are. It's basically a deep-fried onion, you fat bastards. I mean, seriously, all we do in Australia with onions is throw them on a fucking barbie, cook until they're black as a dog's guts, and then throw it on a saucy. You fat bastards want to make it into a flour that's deep-fried. Have at it. And it's great as a film flame-grilled take, and today's flame-grilled take is... Devin Booker definitely doesn't have COVID. He just went into the protocol so he could take a fucking rest. Look how they smashed the Blazers today. Only at Outback. I reckon... That's a good way to get around load management stigma, was my first thought. It's like, oh, you should be load managed for that game. Oh, fuck it. Actually, you can take it off. Say you're in the COVID protocols and away you go. No one can say boo. Right. Australian player watch right after this. This is Chris Anstey and you're listening to NBA Australia. Alright, Australian player watch very quick today because it was only Aussie Matty T in action. Uh, the win over to the Knicks for the Sixers. I mentioned that he was good. When Matty T hits a couple of threes, it's fucking awesome. He had 10 points today, 2 assists, 1 rebound, 3 blocks, shot 4 or 6 from the floor, some nice cuts, uh, a weird sort of junk putback thing that he had in there that was insane. Uh, but 4 or 6 from the floor, 2 or 3 of which were from downtown. Just great stuff. And I love it when he fires up and he's out there if he gives them literally anything on offense, it changes the entire sort of feel and uh, vibe for that uh, Sixers team, right? Because it means they can play him next to Harden, next to uh, Maxi. They can mix and match those backcourt lineups and stuff. And yeah, makes a big difference. I love it. Uh, so that's the Australian play watch today because Giddy was still out with his uh, hip injury. Hopefully he'll be back soon. And uh, yeah, everybody else in action the next couple of days. What else do we do on Thursdays? Kiwi Corner. How are the jar roops from Big Stephen Adams as well? So since we last did the Kiwi Corner, uh, he had six points, 12 rebounds, five assists and a block in that loss to Minnesota, but then had the incredible game against Chicago where he had 12 points, 21 rebounds, absolute scenes, five assists and two blocks, five of nine from the floor. That is absolutely massive for the big Kiwi, 21 blocks. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> He's just out there ragdolling motherfuckers. His career best is uh, 23 rebounds that he did against the Kings back in uh, 2018. But still, he's uh, been crushing it. And then the other game against San Antonio where he had incredible assists. So, four points, 14 rebounds, five assists, and three blocks and a steal against uh, the Spurs in that incredible game where he throws the uh, insane pass, like the length of the court to Jar Moran. Uh, but th- that's the thing. Like, he's averaging five assists for the month of February and into March. Like, that's insane. Over 12 rebounds, just about 10 points, and almost five assists. Just anytime you get yourself a bloke who can do a 10, 12, and 5 for a month, look after it. How good is that? It's nice as well that the scoring is, like, taking a little bit of an uptick. So good stuff, Stephen Adams. Love to see it. Right, the Paddy Mills Game Day Ball, a Game Day Twitter Inspiration Board. Uh, this one's just uh, my mate, my best mate, Nick Kay, uh, out there on the IGs because he's doing a lot of good stuff at the moment and most of it is around him hanging out with his mates 
his mates, of which, obviously, the Boomers. So, uh, he had a big post. Damn, it felt good to be back in the green and gold. And a couple of awesome photos of him playing as Japan, Chinese Taipei, etc. A couple of the other blokes there. And I just fucking loved it. And the best part is, happy birthday to Emily Tan. And he actually gets to hang out with the missus. So, great stuff. On in it, Kay. What a legend. My best mate. <laughs> right, game previews for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent bean. Not a problem, Jimmy. Have you been enjoying all the Batman content? Uh, yeah, I guess. It's like, you know, people debating who are the uh, coolest villains from uh, Batmans and whether or not the Dark Knight Rises suck, uh, sucks or not. And the Dark Knight Rises has a couple of janky fucky bits. It's like, oh, yes, we're going to send every policeman into the sewers. This is uh, not at all the fucking dumbest thing I've ever watched. But it has all the Bane shit, and Bane fucking rules, I'll tell you that much. Um, best Batman, it's obviously the Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rise, like, Batman Begins can be a bit of a slog if you're not in the uh, mood for it. Dark Knight Rises, though, has just some incredible shit in it, so... Yeah. What about, you know, Batfleck? Did you like Ben Affleck as Batman? There's a couple of moments I didn't mind it, but... I don't know. Give me the Nolan trilogy. Either way, uh, today on the picks, we went four of eight... Not bloody bad. Uh, <laughs> I think, ironically, I might have won on a couple of ones I didn't pick yesterday. Like, I had money on Philly, actually, this morning, where I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll go Philly. I picked New York yesterday. And uh, I'm just happy I nailed my Charlotte pick as well because I think I had money on them. So, Milwaukee, I picked them yesterday, and then I had money on Miami. So, look, I keep second-guessing myself in the mornings, and I, it's like it's up and down. So, I've gone, like, 50%, I think, the last couple of days Need to get a get-right day tomorrow. What do you reckon? So we've got seven games tomorrow on a big Friday. Uh, Chicago-Atlanta. That's a fun game, and it's backed up by Memphis-Boston. Miami-Brooklyn. There's some really bangers. Uh, Chicago-Atlanta. This was, like, right off the bat, I struggled with this. Atlanta are four-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. They do have a bit of size. They've got a bit of length. I kind of like Atlanta, plus four-and-a-half, because they can throw Capella and Okongwu at Vooch, um... They've got sort of a couple of dudes that they can try to make DeMar work. DeMar's probably just going to cook Kevin fucking word up. But Gallo, DeAndre Hunter, etc. will probably, you know, make Chicago work for it as well. So I think I'm just going to land with Atlanta plus four and a half. I think this could be a really close, awesome game. Boston-Memphis. I just, this, how do you pick this game? Like two of the best teams so far in the calendar year of 2022. Memphis are three and a half point favorites in Boston. This is Boston without Jalen Brown, though, so I might have to lean with the Grizzlies where you figure that the Celtics will probably use a lot of Marcus Smart to try to slow down Jar, and it's going to be a lot on Bain, Triple J, and Co. Can they get them over the hump in Boston? I think so. I think I'm going to go with Memphis. I don't like it, but that's a tough pick. Those two first games are wildly tough to pick. Uh, Miami at Brooklyn. Look, Brooklyn with KD back. Miami on a back-to-back, having just played a really tough game against Millie Walkay. I might go Brooklyn plus three and a half at home. <laughs> I mean, KD just sort of cures all ills, right? So let's go Brooklyn plus three and a half. Detroit, they go to Toronto. Remember, who coaches Detroit? Dwayne Casey, Jimmy. What does he do? Always beats his old team. Or at least covers. So I'm taking Detroit plus eight and a half. I mentioned them yesterday. They're a fun team. Like, you don't have to watch all their games, but when you tune in and just check them out for a bit, it's fucking wicked. Uh, Toronto, 
If Fred Van Vliet's uh, still not good to go, I just think Detroit can cover this eight and a half points. So give me Detroit plus eight and a half. Golden State, Dallas, the rematch. I love this. Uh, Dallas, two and a half point underdogs at home. I'm going to take the Mavs. They've been playing fucking awesome of late. Golden State, bit of struggle town with that D. Give me Dallas. San Antonio, they play Sacramento. The Kings on a back-to-back. I'm taking the Spurs minus six and a half in a heartbeat. And another rematch, Clippers-Lakers. Clippers are two and a half point favorites having beaten the Lakers on the weekend. I think the Lakers turn it around and they can win that one. So give me the Lakers plus two and a half in LA. I think they just get one out of nowhere. Sound good? Good. All right. That's going to be fun. We'll wrap all that up for you tomorrow in a big Fuck It Friday episode. Awesome. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, face the IGs. We're all over the socials, you know that. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz talking about the Super Bowl, the last episode. We'll actually have some free agency and draft shit coming up soon. Uh, World Wrestling Australia with Adam. Just go check that out on YouTube or uh, FWCIE on Twitter for Adam stuff. Uh, get around NBAstraight.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. I sent some out the other day. Thanks, Jez. And I sent a belated stubby hole to Paul. <laughs> Either way. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app. Come on. It helps out heaps. Like I, I don't have the uh, money in a surprise twist of uh, bogey, so you're going to help me compete. Uh, man, that's, you know, if you can rate and review, that does help. Manscaped.com, use the code STRAYA, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Look after your nuts. TheDailyLicker.com, use the code STRAYA there, get a free six-pack on your mate Jimmy. Knowable. Download the Knowable app from your app store, bang in the code STRAYA, get 20% off getting smarter today. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Go check out the new band House Hats, they're awesome. And big thanks always go to my boy Joshua De Laurentiis. Happy birthday, Joshy! Fascinator, gold mines, ramshackle army, Iowa sex, should I green, 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 and dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, however you listen to your tunes, follow your bands, whatever. NBA Australia, Sports Australian Burns, so should you. And uh, we'll close out with a really, really, really quick uh, diary of Stephen Adams. And uh, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. Wrap up some awesome games. Sound good? Good. All right, this is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And Intro pills, Stephen Adams here, bro. Just popping by from usually di- my usual diary entry, bro. Just gonna write in you now, eh? So here it goes. Oh, dear diary, bro. It's Stephen Adams, eh? Oh, but you knew that, bro, because you're my diary, eh? And you know I'm a deep, dark secrets man. Like how I've actually buried a hungy, bro, in the giant pyramid there in Memphis. Don't tell anybody, though, because it's gonna be really good. Hopefully it doesn't burn down the place, eh? Ah, uh, real quick entry this week, bro. I've just had a really good week. Did you see my sick passes, bro? I passed the ball to my friend Jar, real well, and he hit some pretty sick shots that far. That's insane as, eh? But it's also nice just to see my mug on the tally, because it means my mum back home in Wellington, she can see me and go, Oh, hi, Stephen. And I can go, Hi, mum. I'm on the tally, eh? So that's real sweet as, eh? But yeah, man, we're going real well. And my best friend Jar, he's awesome. My other best friend Zion, though, I got an update on him the other day. Turns out he's like out of chips, and he's like, Oh, Stephen Brew, can you send some chops to Portland Brew? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. How do I send chops to Portland? And he's like, oh, that's a good question. Maybe I'll just go to the shops. i got to walk, and it's a bit of a long walk, though. Do you reckon you could just FedEx some, bro? Because, like, FedEx is based in Memphis, eh? And I'm like, oh, sorry, man, it might take a bit. And we're on the road, eh? So, yeah, bit of a tough one. 
Either way, it was nice to throw the ball to my friend Jar and uh, him to score it. So, yeah, better go back into my backyard here, though, and uh, keep working on this. Uh, let's make the playoffs and make the 2CD brew hungies that I'm working on for everybody. Everybody says they're delicious, so he's hoping these ones are too. So, till next week, brew. Cheer, cheer. Love. Stephen Adams E.